The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What is cracking, sir? I'm excited about the news that we got to announce tonight. Oh, yeah? Should we just save that for a little bit? I'm excited we're back on live. Yeah, look at us. Facebook. Look at us go. Look at us go. Make it just ginormous leaps and bounds here pal proud of you proud of you hopefully they can hear us i don't know (laughs) i got whatever i hope they can hear us that'd be great that would be great so what's new man what's new with you oh not a whole lot i mean life's busy yeah dude but it is just like working is that it or what yeah i got work going on got you know, just life. Stuff and things. But probably not as busy as your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moment. You getting any sleep? Uh I think I'm sleeping more more than the wife, I will say that. Um Yeah, apparently last night the little dude was like just wailing and I didn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> I just like slept right through it. Just uh so I felt kinda bad. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. So, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I mean, everything's doing good. Baby's doing good. Kirsten's doing good. So, yeah, as good as can be expected. What did you name the kid again? Lincoln. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. I just wanted you to say it. Why did you name him Lincoln? Well, because I I know too many people. Like, I wanted to name, I wanted to name him after a president, right? And after, like, one of my favorite presidents, which would be Kennedy. Um, the problem is I know too many Kennedys. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, I, I probably shouldn't name him Kennedy, right? So, yeah, we went with Lincoln. That's why. Cool. What's yeah. the middle name? Joshua. <laughs> Joshua. Is he evil yet? Not yet. Um, we're working on it. We are working on it. So we'll see. We will see. Oh, my goodness, man. I'm just trying to get my stuff together over here. Goodness. All You're right. Not organized after yeah, the break. You know, yeah. But no, I mean, we did take we a do. little break. We did take a break. For that, I apologize. However, I think it's going to be worth it. I think it's worth the week off that we took. So you want to go ahead and tell them the the news that we got. Well, I'll let you go into more detail because you know more detail than I do, but we are going to be broadcast or we're going to be on Viddy Space now. That's right. Our show. And um, we may be working on adding some other stuff on Viddy Space as well. But go ahead and tell everybody what that is. So Viddy Space is a new, newer type of network. Um, 
A lot of you guys probably already know what it is. Uh, but Vidi Space, it was, uh, it's a network. It was created by Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff uh, from Ghosts of Shepherdstown, you know, Paranormal Lockdown, all that fun stuff. Um, so it's, it's basically, you know, it started off kind of like with the haunted space. It's all of these different spaces. Vidi Space is just this collection of different spaces. And so it started off with the haunted space. And, you know, there's a lot of paranormal uh, shows on there, a lot of which are live. Uh, they're broadcast live, which is super cool. Um, now they've, they've got, you know, the documentary space. They have the music space, the wrestling space. I mean, basically anything you could possibly think of, like the true crime space. You know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of these things. And now they have the podcast space. And so... I reached out to Elizabeth because I you know I've I've already got four films up on Vidi Space as of right now so I reached out to Elizabeth I was like yo I'm like what do we got to do to make this happen and here we are so you know submitted everything that we needed to submit hopefully we're there but yeah hopefully soon within the next week or so uh we will be on Vidi Space which is great so should be a lot of fun. It'll definitely be uh, just a a way to expand uh, the audience as well. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't done so, go check it out. It's vidi dot space. Um, you guys, if you wanted to sign up for it, you get the first fifteen days for free. After that, it is I believe ten dollars a month. So very comparable, if not cheaper than. Uh, like your Netflix or your Hulu or your Amazon Prime or whatever it is that you guys are doing. Who's making fun of us? Uh, a guy that's on Viddy Space. A guy that's on Nick Viddy Space. Simmons, yeah. Oh, Nick. Okay, Simmons there Simmons or Simons? <laughs> What's he saying? Uh, he says, look at Josh sitting in the dark like he's the Dave Mustaine of the paranormal. Yeah, I know, right? You want to know why? No, this is interesting because before I had it all set up with lights and things like that. Um, after Jason told me, yeah, we're going to go live, I spent like two hours trying to figure this out. Um, and it, the the room itself is just too damn messy. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go in the dark. You know what I'm saying? Give me a chance to clean up the uh, the old office area a little bit, and uh, and we'll get there eventually. That's the only reason I'm sitting in the dark. <laughs> the Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Oh, why does he ass. sit in the dark? I think so. I think so. I think that's his thing. That must be his thing. So, what are we talking? So, wait. First, yeah. I had a question. You may have answered it, but I wasn't yeah. listening to you the whole time. Yeah. What's um, up? <laughs> what does Vidi actually stand for? V I D I stand for? I don't know. I think it's just Vidi oh. space. Yeah, I don't think it actually stands for anything. It's not like yeah, it's not like an acronym or anything like that, but yeah, that's what it is. It's pretty sweet. So, I put together a little commercial that we're going to play during the mid-roll and all that fun stuff, so give people just a little bit more information, although I pretty much just summed it up right there. But yeah, that's what it is. And that's what we doing. Very excited. Many, many thanks to them for having us. Um yeah, we'll see, you know. I'm sure it'll go well. I hope it'll go well. We should get we should get Nick and Aaron on the show now. 
We should do that. Sure. I'm dead serious. Yeah, it'll happen. So you know what we're talking about tonight, right? Dude, no. What are we talking about? You don't remember. You've been too No, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. So the thing is... Or you just blocked it from your mind because you don't want to talk about reptilians. Look, before we get into that bull crap, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see this crap? Like, okay, this MIT study proposes shooting a laser into space to attract aliens. Did you see this story? Mm, it sounds very familiar like it might be a rehash of an old story i've heard of stuff like this before this is complete crap okay maybe it says it's it's stupid so it says firing a megawatt laser into space with the goal of attracting alien attention it's technologically feasible according to a new mit study why are we wasting our time on this why, why? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Hey, look over here. Why do you want to do um, this? It's still no. just going the speed of light, and we've talked so many times about how fast that is yeah. and how <laughs> slow that actually is. Would somebody please explain um, to Josh how fast it takes? <laughs> it no. takes 10,000 years for light to go to like the closest. like Right. Whatever. So it's. <laughs> I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think people ten thousand years from now may have something to worry about. Though they're, they're probably already here, so <sighs> I don't think it really matters. Researcher published recently. Uh, oh, you just lost right over that. Yeah, I did. I don't even care. Astrophysical Journal says the laser beacon could be quote something of a planetary porch light. Finds its way to possible life forms as far as twenty thousand light years away. <sighs> I don't even know why we would want to do this. To me, this sounds just ridiculous. And then, on top of everything else, there was this interstellar object that they've been looking at. Quite possibly, they they're calling it uh, a potential alien probe. Did you see this crap? Just floating no, around? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. A new Harvard paper theorizes that this interstellar object known as... <laughs> known as... Oh, Mau Mau. Oh, nice. Sorry. That's I just come into mind, okay? That's just it. But regardless, they're, they're thinking that this actually could be something. Or used to be something. It's not traveling the way it should be traveling. It doesn't move in an elliptical path or anything like that. Its trajectory is uh, what they call hyperbolic. So, I don't know, dude. A lot of weird crap going on in space. Okay? We need, we need to shut this down. Completely. I don't know. You didn't see any of that, though. Uh, I did see that. Uh, it just... With Looks the pup, kind of like an asteroid to me. The Papa Umamau. What I'm more interested in is this headline: NASA shares photo of crashed flying saucer from outer space. What the hell is that? I don't know. What is that? It's not on my end. 
I don't know what you're doing over there. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. Get your poop in a group, pal. Would you, please? Anyway, go ahead. Continue. It's a great that story. That was the happy music for the aliens it was. in the UFO. Yeah, it's just welcoming. Go ahead. Uh, a NASA website devoted to sharing exceptional space pictures recently posted an amazing image of what they called a flying saucer from outer space. It's fake that news. That had crash landed on Earth. Fake news. <clears throat> Go ahead. Clickbait. It says, unfortunately <laughs> for UFO enthusiasts, the photo was not an official declaration of an ET reality and instead was more of a clever turn of a phrase by the space agency. That's cute. Oh, it's just a return capsule. Oh, Boring. I see. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Click out of that right now. Yeah, I would too. Damn. It's crazy. Oh, here's All the right. story uh, about the laser. Well, I don't, don't want to talk about the laser. I think it's the dumbest idea ever. There I said it. Can't do it. You really need to work on your internet up there. My internet's fine, dude. It looks like it's humming right now. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hear you fine. Everything's good. So you want to know how to spot a reptilian? <sighs> yeah, let's just get into it. Let's talk about reptilians. God damn it. <laughs> no, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I, we'll just go with the flow. Uh, I opened up a page that says how to spot a reptilian. All right. Um, predominance of green or hazel eyes that change color like a chameleon, but also blue eyes. Oh, that's actually, I got that. That's me. So wait a sec. <laughs> My eyes change from blue to green to brown depending on what I'm wearing and what mood I'm in. So question then, are you aware of the fact that you're a reptilian? Do you know this? I don't know. Maybe huh. maybe I am and I don't know. Maybe that explains why I want to get you abducted so badly. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that also explains the little cute little Facebook post you made earlier. Yeah, on, you on like my that. behalf, you son of a bitch. Got anyway, you all hot and bothered. So it, it a little bit. True red or reddish hair that I don't have. My hair is black. What about your facial hair? What's that look like? It's black too. All right, thank God for that. All right. <laughs> Low <laughs> blood pressure. Ooh. Don't know about that. <laughs> cool, calm, and collected, baby. <laughs> Keen yeah. sight or hearing. Now, I don't have the hearing part. I have some hearing damage, but I um, I can usually see a lot better than most of the people I'm around. Um, so let me see. Like this, so far to me, okay, other than the eyes and the hair, right? I mean, other than that, like you're going to have to get fairly invasive uh, with this this battery uh, that you need to uh, kind of go through just to, to see if they pass the test. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, there's there's a lot more here. Okay. ESP. Oh. Um, what am I thinking right so, now, buddy? Like, <laughs> uh, you're still sad that you haven't gotten the L word yet. <laughs> you're still sad. <laughs> uh, UFO Connections. I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe I have connections with P 
people that have been on them. I don't know. I still think you're an alien um, at this point. Love of space and science. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's you. That's you for sure. Piercing eyes. <sighs> I do get lost in your eyes, Koopsik. I do. <laughs> a sense of not belonging to the human race. <laughs> this is you to a T so far. This is awesome. Keep going. Oh, my God. Uh, You're officially an deep, alien. Uh, deep compassion for the fate of mankind. Now, I definitely do not have that one. Yeah. And it makes me wonder. I thought reptilians <laughs> were supposed to care about. No, I thought they hated everything. Thought I, yeah. They hate everything. Man. Uh, psychic abilities in that ESP. Um, unexplained scars on body. Isn't that abduction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, under. Koopsick, we're going to have to look at your body. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my well, God. Well, I'll be up there next month now, right? That's true. Hey, I get to come we to should... a special thing. That's right. You do. We should get your wife on the line. See if she could tell us anything about some odd scars on your body. Well, you know, at this thing that I'm coming up to, I could just, like... Strip? Get naked, and you could put sushi all over me and eat it off of me. <laughs> Koopsik's like, I could be completely naked in 3.7 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, alien contacts. I guess that's not the same as UFO connections. See, I don't know, man. This is freaking weird. It's freaking weird. Um... Uh, Last one, capability to disrupt electrical appliances. Huh. That's weird. Do you ever do you ever do that? Um, what was that thing? No, we were I talking about something the though. Light. So it's that, the light yeah. phenomenon thing. I've had <laughs> yeah, that most that. of my life. I've In got fact, that thing. <laughs> just the other night, it was. Monday night, my wife and I were running to the store, and I had a podcast on, and they mentioned this, and I told my wife that I had this. You know, it doesn't happen so often anymore, but I've had this happen throughout my life in spurts of like, it happens a lot. So, on the way to the store, when I was talking about this. The street light went out that we were approaching. <laughs> it's just, just kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, she... I, I've had that kind of thing happen in my life. In fact, Dude, that's great. when I was first, like, really feeling a connection to the paranormal world, when because we've talked about my 11-11 stuff and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. When I was first feeling my connection to whatever it is that's going on, I had an instance where I was driving down a road and as I passed them, not that the whole neighborhood went out or the whole street went out at once, as I passed them, 20 lights in a row went out. Whoa. As I was just driving down the road. That's outstanding. <laughs> I used to have it happen a lot where just single ones would go out. And Holy crap. Who knows what it is? It's probably just some kind of weird Thing. but it's happened it's not always been the same car it's not always the same light it's right. just had other stuff lined up with them that's interesting now let's get into this a little more so talking about like the reptilians right what would 
what would the agenda be for the reptilians to even be here in the first place? The hell would, what do they care? Why would they be here? So I can answer a few of these without looking up. Um, the first two that I pop into my mind is that um, they are a race of aliens that came from a dying world. They are low in population, but high in intelligence and technological capability. But they don't have the means to just overrun us. So they are here manipulating us in order to become or make the planet what they want it to become so that eventually we either kill each other off or they could just kind of blend in and really take over us. Or maybe they've already done that. So Okay. So and they use like the Greys as their um you know, worker bees. Some say that the Greys are us from the future that right. the reptilians have like brought back. Um so yeah, there's that. There's um I mean, there's all kinds of different ones. The, the basically the the main because it's just like anything else in the paranormal field. There's branches off at every little intersection where there's a different theory, right? Or yeah. a different little story. But basically, what they are supposedly is they want to take our planet or take us as a species. Is this the same like alien species that is supposedly then also living underground? Yes, so, the, so okay. that's the theory that they're underground, but they so I mean like I mentioned just a second ago, there's so many theories about the reptilians that abound that um you know, there's many people that le- believe one set of theory, but they won't believe in the fact uh, that or not the fact, but the possibility that their image is projection from Saturn. So, I mean, that's one of the more ridiculous ones. That is We've nuts. mentioned that on the show. Right. Where the reptilians, they look normal all the time. Well, not normal. They look like reptilians all the time. But the reason us humans can't see them is because the image of a human is projected from Saturn oh, God. to cover them up. Good God. <laughs> like... Um, this but as far as the underground base, so that's where they're thought to yeah. live. However, what you're saying is they're also then infiltrating society in general, which would then entail probably uh, higher-ranking government-type positions um, up to and including probably what? CIA, White House? Like how How far would this stretch? I would say that they are probably not any elected officials and that they wouldn't want to worry about elections. Um, They They just are trying to find another way to get a become more powerful within the government or above the government. I don't think that I mean, not to say that they couldn't be let's just say, assuming they're real and they're really trying to infiltrate and they're really moving into the government or trying to control us. I don't think that they would worry about or they would try to go as an elected official. I know that I wouldn't being a reptilian because <laughs> you have the possibility of getting elected out, right? Right, right. And then what are you going to do? 
just kill I mean, the everybody. Top position is president. That's an elected official, and they're going to be in there for eight years at the most. Right. Whereas, if you're someone with power pulling the strings of the president or other that's, government officials, right. you're not going to get elected out. You're going to be able to yeah, bring that power to there. other presidents. Right. Interesting. <sighs> and now, another question that I have for you, okay? Like, how long have people been talking about this specific race of aliens? Like, the reptilians in particular. When did all of this chatter start? Do we even know that? Like, has it been decades? Has it been, I mean, just five years, six so, years? What are we talking here? I have several... I, we only have we're, we're we're in our mid 30s so we only have that amount of time that yeah. we've been actively looking into it but i i have a ton of old metaphysical books mainly 60s and 70s and they are they do talk about them in, in the 60s and 70s so it's interesting at least go back to that um yeah. time period i don't know if before because before that the only things that I've ever seen mentioned are like little green men. Exactly. Now, they yeah. call them little green men. They don't necessarily describe them as reptiles. They're just green. Dude. Ugh. I'm sorry. Like, I would almost rather, like, you know, like, hate the idea of aliens anyway, right? However, if I were to see an alien, I would prefer it be like your stereotypical, like, gray, right? If I saw something that looked like a giant freaking lizard, I may lose it completely. Like, I don't know how you would react. How would you even react if you saw something like this? I mean, it all depends on the situation. No, it doesn't. (laughs) So, I mean, it does kind of. It depends on how close it is to you, how threatening it seems to you. It's five feet away. It's five feet away. It's hulking. It is hulking. And it looks like it wants to eat your face. Now, what do you do? Go. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do. <laughs> you kill I mean, it with you fire. Just stand there. <laughs> you just stand Or run. There. I mean, You're I wouldn't st- want to turn my back to it. No. The only thing that would help me turning my back is my freshly beshitted pants. That's it. It's the only thing that might save me. My God, sir. I can't even. Like, this is going to keep me up. I already know it. Jesus. (sighs) Now, I told you about the guy that I met who used to work for um, the, it was, I think it was CIA, honestly. I told you about him, right? Did I tell you about this guy? I believe so. So. Why don't you tell me again? So this was. Many, many moons ago, okay, I um, was just getting into all of this stuff. I was just starting to, like, entertain the idea and kind of moving past, like, ghosts and and everything that's uh, very run-of-the-mill type, you know, paranormal stuff. So I start digging into aliens and all of this jazz, and I'm talking to this guy. And apparently, in the early days, like, when the Internet itself was kind of in its infancy, right, this gentleman uh, took it upon himself, and he hacked into 
uh, the CIA, I don't know what exactly he did, but he was then looking at all of this stuff. And it was within, I think he said, 15 minutes that there was pounding on his door. Pounding. There was pounding. <laughs> what he said, man, um, obviously there was all sorts of uh, commotion or what have you, but what these gentlemen ultimately then said was either, one, you go to jail for the rest of your life, or two, you come and work with us. And he chose that, um, obviously, because, you know, they have dental. Um, but regardless... Um, so he goes over there, he starts working for them. He filled me in on so much stuff. He, he knows for a fact, like for, uh, I forget exactly at that time what he said, but it had been for a very large number of years. He, or excuse me, the government itself had been in contact with four separate races of, I do remember of alien. Yeah. Dude, just crazy. One of them just happened to be uh, the reptilians. And he said they were a nasty bunch. Like a nasty bunch. So, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I don't dig it. I don't dig it at all. But yeah, so crazy. Um, and, you know who, uh, I'm sure you know who Billy Corgan is, right? Uh, from Smashing Pumpkins, yes. Yes. Did yeah. you hear his story? So we talked about it once on the show. Like he was at a party. He was at a party, right? Or he was in some kind of a, a small social gathering of sorts or what have you, but it was the like the first time. The first time there was more? Yeah, so uh, this is from the Howard Stern show of June of this year. Oh, this was uh newer than what we talked about then for sure. The headline says Billy Corgan won't say whether the naked shapeshifter he claims he saw was his lover. Ooh. Let's see what it has to say here. Yeah, uh, Billy Corgan discussed many serious topics when he appeared on the Howard Stern show on Tuesday. He used to but donk He used to donk Courtney Love. You knew that, right? Before this was pre-Cobain days. Oh. He was with Courtney Love. So maybe that's what they're mistaking for the uh, reptilian shapeshifter <laughs> is actually Courtney Love. Yeah. I mean, um, that's where my mind's going. All right. Um well, maybe we don't have to read this then. Maybe you figured it out already. I think so. I think we just cracked the case. No, read it. <laughs> I want to hear this shit. <laughs> oh, it says he saw the shapeshifter for a second time. Uh, for the uninitiated during an appearance on the Stern in October 2017, that's when we talked about it. Okay. Corgan said he witnessed a transformation that I can't explain. Aside from insisting that he was sober when he saw the spook, Corgan was stingy with the details and attempted to explain the paranormal encounter to Stern in in figurative, infuriatingly vague terms. This is how it went down the first time around. Imagine you're doing something. This is Corgan. Imagine you're doing something and suddenly you turn around and there's somebody else standing there. Right. Stern, a different human. Sort of. It's hard to explain without going into detail. I'd rather not go into detail. Stern says... But did you say the person? What'd you just do there? Uh, yes, and they acknowledged it. Stern says, and what did they say they were from another planet? Corrigan says they wouldn't explain. What? Um, so, so Stern clearly isn't an X-Files fan because he should have been this cue to suggest that the being was perhaps a character from 
Um, I don't want to read this whole guy's things. I want to say <laughs> on Tuesday, Stern asked again about the shapeshifter that Corrigan stood by his story. I know it happened, he said. In fact, it happened twice. What? Corgan then hinted that he was intimately acquainted with the otherworldly being. Okay. Quote, <laughs> I will say, since we're oh. on the radio, that the story is even more fantastical than you think. Okay. Corgan said, before insisting that he'll tell Stern all the gory details in private. Oh, for God's sake. Um, quote, the person was naked. Corgan admitted after Stern pressed for more detail. A man, Stern asked. He said, a person was naked, Corgan said. <laughs> you won't go into detail. <laughs> Stern cross-examined Corgan like a bulldog prosecutor trying to get to the rock star to admit that it was a woman he was having oh, sex with. But Corgan oh demurs and assists on telling Stern in confidence off air. Are you saying it was a lover who shape-shifted Stern pressed? I can no longer discuss this, Corgan said. Wow. And that was the end of it. Okay, that's nuts. What's he trying? Uh, did he not want to sound crazy? Is that why he had to stop talking Dude, about the it? The thing is, if you don't want to sound crazy, don't even bring it up. Just leave it alone. But yeah, he brought true. it up. He brought it up before. That's so jacked up, man. <sighs> you think Corgan would talk to us? I doubt it. <laughs> I'm probably doubting. not. No, I'm doubting. So let me ask you: What if, um, well, Kirsten or before Kirsten, <laughs> you you met a girl, you went out on a few dates, everything was cool, and during the Listen middle of yeah. a passionate night, she shapeshifts to a reptilian for a few seconds, and then shifts back when she notices she's out of phase. What do you do? I would not be sitting here today. I would have died. What? I would have died on the spot. Heart attack. Promise. What if she was on top of you? I would have would died. You finish? Do you stop? Do you stop? <laughs> yes, I would have stopped entirely. Done. Died. In fact, she would have died. Probably wouldn't have let you. Oh man! They would have a way to bring you back. You think that they didn't have a way to bring you back from having a heart attack? It's another like. Medical experts as well? No. No, you're screwed. You're dead. No. They take you and they... they, no. they you've, you've heard all these stories about these high-tech labs that they take you to. Of course they have a way to bring you back. But you're not in the lab. You're in bed. Yeah, well, they just got to <laughs> snap their finger and the UFO's <laughs> there to get you. Beam you up. Beam me up. Wow. Dude, I don't know, man. That's just nuts. Like, I want to hear more about that. You know I what I'm saying? I hope you dream about that tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> I do appreciate that. <laughs> and now that you said that, I probably will. You know what I'm saying? Aaron God. Uh, Painter says you already yell when finishing. That's true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's classic. <laughs> You already yell. Oh, my God. Uh, why don't we take a break, play okay. a few things, and then we'll come back with some more news and alien shit. All right. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. 
upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. This is about to get weird. Join John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot each week as they clarify conspiracies. It's the first time euphemism's ever been used in this show, and I appreciate you calling me out on it. Explore enigmas. Disregard all known writing and use my method, which only <laughs> works on this. Uh, you'll realize it says drink rich chocolatey Ovaltine inside <laughs> the spaceship under the Sphinx. And probe the paranormal. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm, I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71. 71.1. 71.2. Admiral Bird is here. All of this done with the misguided help of the one and only Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will you. when they're good. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. Viddy Space is the home of anything you want from films, music, and original shows ranging from all different topics of true crime, the paranormal, conspiracy, and so much more. You have to see it to believe it. Created by Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, Viddy Space is truly the future of entertainment. Join now for 15 days free and only $9.99 per month after that. Go to vidi.space. It's another world. Everyone come to our world. I don't know if you want to come into our world, but it's pretty crazy. All right, folks. Welcome back. Round two, Ectoplasm Show. Koopsik, what do you got for us, buddy? I'm just going to take the rest of the show to scare you. It's already decided. It's fine. You said you had a whole little doom clip, right? Like doom and gloom clip. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just a little something here. Let me pl- let me play a little real quick, real quick. Yeah, play it because it's doom and gloom for you. Oh, here we go. Doom and gloom. We're all gonna die. Ah! Oh, okay, so there's that. Now, right. <laughs> go ahead. Hit Nine me. people share their most bizarre alien abduction stories. You got to be kidding me! Like abductions, I... God. Yeah, I don't know. I know the first one hasn't been told on this show before. Um, and it looks like it's mostly Reddit stories, so take oh, that with what it is. But nice. they are nice and, and spooky. You know what? First of all, foremost, like before you get into it, I want to know, like anybody out there listening right now, um, if you've ever been abducted by an alien, had an alien type encounter where you're physically seeing them. 913-730-7255. Text us. Call us. Uh, whatever. I want to hear that story for sure. Now, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Number one, the glowing light. Ooh. Reddit user Captain Cole and his girlfriend had one of the strangest Valentine's Days, Valentine's Days ever. 
She was attending school several hours away, and the couple rarely got to see each other. Aww. They planned to rent a hotel to spend the night together. That's sweet. At first, everything was fine. Just fine? That's how they describe it? Just everything fine. was fine. It was okay, I guess. <laughs> but when they went to sleep around 11 p.m., Things started to get strange. In the middle of the night, they woke to see a strange light coming in through the window. It was a blue-gray-like early pre-dawn light, but the room was still fairly dark. Slowly, the door to the hotel room swung open, revealing only one glowing light outside the door. Sherman Williams, don't have shit on this. Sorry. <laughs> it struck Captain Cole as strange that there would only be one light on in the hotel's entire hallway. Oh, so this wasn't going outside. This was in the hall, the door to the hallway. God. All right. But then everything about the situation he had woken up to was strange. His girlfriend was screaming, and he felt inexplicably furious, heart slamming, fish, fists clenched, he suddenly had the sense that something powerful was coming into the room, but he woke up before he could see what it was. Shy Wait a me. minute. That yeah. was a dream? Shy to me. That was that a dream. Makes sense. It was just a dream. Just a dream. Not real. <laughs> um, so, no, the reason he brings this up is because he had thought about it, thought it was dream for years. But now there's things happening in his life where he thinks it may have been a depression. <clears throat> Come on, dude. I don't know. Uh, Reddit user Uf- UFO Probe God says they were abducted multiple times up until they were 13 years old. The first memory they have in a, uh, of an abduction was in the they were in the first grade. First grade. They- yeah, they turned over in bed and saw a gray standing there. It was two or three feet tall, shorter than he was at the time, and wearing a silky-looking black V-neck shirt. <laughs> Sounds like Paul, right? <laughs> uh-uh. They also had a V symbol on their chest. What do you think V stands for? Victory. Um, as soon it. as he actually looked at them closely he blacked out um that was boring i want to find scary ones damn it yeah i want some scary ones too you find anything buddy no yeah i am (laughs) Uh, we've covered so many of these. Yeah, see, I think I'm, I'm think I'm getting more and more conditioned to this. I think it'll be fine. Let me read this one. Let's see how good it is. Okay. I was traveling back home with my mom from my aunt's house on a warm, sunny afternoon. While I was sitting in the passenger seat, an object just appeared in the sky a little to our left. We both saw it immediately. The size of it was as shockingly 
more than anything or was shocking more than anything. It had the classic saucer shape and was shining brightly because the sun was reflecting off of it. We continued driving down the road a few seconds, just admiring the craft when all of a sudden my screen freezes. Yes. That's <laughs> them. <laughs> That's the government right oh. there. They're trying to yeah. keep you from reading the story. All of a sudden we saw something I still don't believe to this day. It just vanishes, disintegrates, disappears, whatever you want to call it. I looked back at my mom and I could tell her expression she was seeing the same thing. Since this sighting of a... This is not an abduction story. Damn it. Just damn it. It's too bad, right? (laughs) It's just too bad. Yeah, this sucks. I'm sorry. This show sucks. It doesn't suck. You... No, it's fine. This episode sucks. I think it's fine. It'll be fine. Good Lord. <clears throat> I don't want to hear about that shit anyway. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear any of it. God. I don't know, man. Like, I've been... Every day I see something about a new UFO was spotted here. Um, I mean, just all sorts of shit. Like, just amazing to me. Freaking, it's everywhere and it's all the time. There's even things that are now coming out, like, years after the fact. Uh, A pilot reports a UFO and then just disappears. And then one day later, this UFO is seen with a plane attached to its side. How jacked up is that? It's super weird, Like, the picture... Of it, like a like a cardboard cutout plane attached to its side. I don't know. No, I don't think it was. Here's a, a here's a story. A new story from Mysterious Universe's website. Yeah, one of the strangest alien abductions of all, written by Nick Redfern. We've had him on the show. Yes. Judy Doherty was someone who, on the night of May 23rd, 1973, most definitely found herself in the wrong place at the wrong time. On the star-filled night, when her world was ripped apart, Dorley was driving home from a bingo game outside of the Texas Texan city of Houston. We have friends down in Houston. Maybe we should go down there. Maybe. track this place down to Maybe. get you abducted. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Also, along for the game and the drive home were Doherty's teenage daughter, her brother-in-law, her sister, and her mother. They had a great time, but something was about to intervene in a terrifying way. As the drive progressed, the family caught sight of a strange, large, and bright light in the sky. They were all perplexed and even a bit concerned by the fact that the objects seemed to be shadowing them. Whenever they drove, the light seemed to follow. At first, they thought it might have been a helicopter heading for Galveston Airport. Shoals International Airport. Um, But a careful look revealed it was not a helicopter at all. Uh, It was something else. This was not a good sign. It only proceeded to get worse. 
As Judy reached a darkened pasture in a rural part of the area, she brought the car to a stop and got out. The light in the sky seemingly responded to her actions suddenly came closer, much closer. Oh my God, no. In seconds, and to the complete amazement and shock, the light could now be seen for what it really was. A massive, circular-shaped craft which swooped silently and effortlessly over them. It then headed towards a nearby field, and as the group looked on, shot vertically into the sky and vanished in seconds. Or that's what seemed to have happened. What? Look, like so many people who have been subjected to the alien abduction experience, in the days that followed what they clearly a very close encounter, Judy began to realize that there had been more to the encounter that she consciously realized. Her dream became, her dreams became outright nightmares. They were filled with terror and graphic images of UFOs. Fragments of disturbing memories were fighting to be freed from Judy's subconscious. For years, though, Judy suffered in silence with pummeling headaches and those awful dreams. It wasn't until 1980 when Judy Doherty was hypnotized by Professor Leo Sprinkle. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Of the University of Wyoming, that the full picture became clear, just like Beattie and Barney Hill more than a decade earlier. Doherty's mind had been wiped to a huge degree, at least until Sprinkle was able to retrieve some of that missing time. <laughs> I, I feel like we've talked about Sprinkle before. I don't know if we have. Oh. We have so he does on here. And so he's doing like regression type therapy. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um, we have Heather Larson on our video on Facebook. What up? Saying, haha, is that the goal? And I guess she's talking about getting you abducted. And yes, yes Heather. That is the that goal. That is absolutely the goal of a film we want to make this spring. I'm going to take yeah. Josh out and get him abducted by an alien. It's going to happen. Yeah, it'll happen. All right. Let's get back to the story. Can't wait, dick. <laughs> <laughs> At least until Sprinkle was able to retrieve some of the missing time in her hypnotized state. Doherty recalled getting out of the car and then seeing a spotlight hit the trunk. This was no normal spotlight, however. Doherty said that the light seemed to have what she called substance to it. Somehow the light lifting lifted a struggling, squirming, brown and white calf into the air. What? And from the same field to near where the family had stopped... Then something very weird happened. I, I think it's kind of already very weird. but Yeah, I'm like, that's not weird enough. But, yeah, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Although under hypnosis, Doherty recalled being outside of her vehicle and on the ground, it was as if her mind had somehow been relocated to the craft. She seemed to have recalled two very different things, but which were going to, on simultaneously. She told, told a horrific story. The calf was rapidly and systematically dissected, and its body was dropped back to the ground with a thud. Son of a bitch. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Doherty, Doherty also uh. had vague memories under the hypnosis of her daughter, daughter having been abducted and uh, examined. 
but by whom and why remain unclear. Four out of five it was a trauma-filled experience, which may have given Doherty a significant number of answers. Dude, screw that. No. It says, uh. under the hypnosis, in terms of the violent mutilations and killing of the calf, Doherty said of the aliens that they've been testing, they've been here for quite some time, and they test the soil as well as our water, as well as our animal life and vegetation. There's a lot involved, more than just pollution. Their concern is loss of life. There's going to be a big loss of life due to this. What? She she brought it back around to um, nuclear stuff. There was one line in there that I found quite intriguing where they talked about her viewpoint was from the car, but also from within the UFO that I've never really thought about before, but we've, we've hinted at with other things we've talked about. If you are able to astral project or or if that's a real thing, if we're able to go outside of our body in like a near death experience or whatever, right. Could that aspect of you be abducted while you're physically still wherever you are damn i don't know dude i don't uh i don't know that's a tough pill to swallow right that's that's hard so i've told the story a few times on the show about my uncle's friend who was a master at astral projection right so much so that he would fly all over the world and go to all these places but he went to the one place in Berkeley that that school, um, the facility on campus in Berkeley that was a psychological study building. I don't remember what it's called now. Where a guy came out while he was traveling and stopped him, and he wasn't able to go in there. It's the only place on the planet he, or off the planet, he was ever not able to go. Wow. So if that's a real thing. Why wouldn't they be able to abduct that part of you? If they weren't wanting to do something to your physical body, maybe they wanted to do something to you psychologically. Right. I don't know, dude. Like, it's just weird to me, like, thinking that there's another race out there that's quite, like, quite possibly, for whatever reason this may be, but maybe they're just, like, curious and wanting to know more. And they feel they are the superior race or what have you and they just want to do experimentation very similar to the experimentation that we do on animals correct i mean very very similar um it doesn't sit well with me though because i it's like what are they trying to learn number one is it just strictly for the purposes of knowledge of our or is it or is it to figure out how exactly is the easiest most effective and efficient way to wipe us clean completely um, wipe us out i wouldn't say that they were i, I would say that they probably I, I would say it's more likely that they probably aren't focused on us it's probably something to do about them they probably have to research us in some way to fix something in their species that needs to be fixed. Yeah. I don't know well, why. Well, it's like, I mean, it's very similar to how we would then, you know, try to find a cure for like cancer or what have you and using 
different uh, animals for these tests. Yeah, I mean, unless they... So, we've gone back and forth so many times on this show with, could they... If they had the means to get here, why would they have to be clandestine about their activity? Um. I've also talked about how there very well could be dumb aliens and they just think they're sexually pleasing us. Um, just uh, because they have the means to get here doesn't mean they're very smart. They could have survived an attack somehow and wiped out that race but saved their technology and was able to use it without really knowing how it works. So they got here. But they thought, oh, well, we'll try to make them happy. But every single time they try to make us happy by probing us, it just ends badly. So they're still trying to like figure out the right spot. Maybe they're he just trying to find that G spot back then. He did me from behind, which felt great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't have said better myself, man. <laughs> These are all questions uh, I hope we find answers just for ourselves. No. And maybe we'll catch it on film. God. When I take you out to the the desert and put you in tinfoil and ask them to take you (laughs) please take this dude (laughs) (laughs) for the love of god please take this guy you'll just like strap a few gopros on me and call it a day (laughs) here you go yeah well so we have to implant you so that we can track you whoa whoa, whoa. no you don't have to implant anything how will we be able to find you once they take you up and then drop you off, off somewhere else in the world? I don't know. Maybe I'll make like a collect call or something. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. There'll be no implanting of anything. Okay. Shy to me. None of it. All right. I'll leave that to them. They're the experts. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It's just nuts. All right. Again. Nine one three seven three zero seven two five five. That's the Ectoplasm Show phone number. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Whatever you want to do, we can also get uh, pretty crazy pictures. That all goes to uh, Jason, Doctor Feelgood himself. Um, man, screw that. Now, I just I'm, I'm going to be thinking about this for for days now. I, I do it. have a voicemail. Actually, you got a voicemail. Let's play it. Is it good? Yeah. Do you have you listened to it? I have. Is it is it good? Just listen, Josh. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> hey Josh. Hey Jason. It's Beth. I just want to give you guys a call and say happy Halloween to Exoplasm Show. Nice. Take care. Thank you. See that Our was nice patron. That's right. That was super nice. Super nice. Thank you very much. I hope everybody had a good Halloween. What did you do? On Halloween, Dr. Feelgood, what'd you do? Um, so we tried to watch, um, we were going to watch scary movies with the daughter who's yeah. 15 and can watch some R-rated stuff now, especially the older stuff. Um, she did you? She did you? Um, so we started uh, The Exorcist. Oh, the original. great film. Yeah. We got about halfway through. And so my daughter is the best weirdest teenager she's 15 she goes to bed at 7 30 because she wants to go to bed at 7 30 so she can get up in the morning and go to school yeah so we didn't finish it so we didn't finish the film so we're gonna have to sit down and finish it with her sometime wow. but that's what we did Dude, i tell you much. what it was nuts because over here um 
they had uh, parent-teacher conferences scheduled uh, for November 1st. So the kids got to go out trick-or-treating and not have to worry about getting up early for school the next day, which was super cool for them, you know? Um, Just, man, just nuts. Super cool. Like, never happens like that, you know? So, yeah. Except for when Halloween's on a Friday. Well, that's a good point, too, yeah. But I'm just saying, it never freaking happens like that. Wise ass. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So now, Dr. Feelgood, where can everybody else find us and what we're up to, what we're doing? So you could go to the Pod Bros Network, podbros.com. Check us out. That's our network. And I was just on, I want to remind everybody, I was just on the language of bromance for their Broloween episode. I talking listened. About some of the things that have happened to me. Yeah, you listened to I, it? I listened to it. It was good. It was well done. Yeah. They did a little finance. skit at the end there. And actually, their episode after that, they do these drafts, which are fun, where they, it's like an NFL-style draft where they pick different stuff. And this was the slasher film draft where they pick they draft their team to fight the other team or whatever so that's fun it's pretty good stuff um go to ectoplasmshow.com you can find all that stuff we're actually just about to revamp all of it i know i keep saying that and i haven't gotten to it yet but it's going to happen (laughs) you can find links to everything from there including our patreon go join patreon become a meat mate you want to be a meat mate that's right because it's fun it is fun um, you can go to our Threadless store. We're about to revamp that a little bit, too. We might be moving to a different service as well for that. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Um, you can see some of our stuff on Paranormal Warehouse. And True now story. we will be on VidiSpace as yeah, well. That's right. We're all over the place, guys. All over the place. So whatever tickles your fancy, I bet you can find us there on or find the uh, the ectoplasm show on wherever the hell you want to go, really. It's pretty outstanding. Pretty outstanding. Oh, my goodness, bud. What else? What else do we got? I want everybody to inundate Josh's timeline with scary alien photos or scary alien stories. Oh, it doesn't have to be your own. Just send them to him. I'm not going to read them. <laughs> send a video of you reading the scary alien story. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Cause and then we'll, we'll share it and we'll post it on the website as well. Jesus Christ. That'll be fun. Call me, text me, and I'll put all that on the website, too. Be careful what you send me because it might end up online. Ah, it's true. It's It's happened. It happened to Rick Rose, who we haven't talked to in a while. He doesn't like us because I posted what he sent us. That was a long time ago. What did he send us? I don't remember that. I don't remember either. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. All right, peeps. Well. On that happy little note, we're going to let you go, and we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out. 